Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Shut the fuck up. We are not done talking yet. I'm Sharla. And I'm Danielle. Together, we will be discussing current events, pop culture, writing, books, movies, and women's lives. We are smart, funny, and occasionally profane. Thanks for listening. See you on the other side. And hello, you are listening to Shut the Fuck Up. We are not done talking yet. Hi, Sharla. Hi, Danielle. How are you doing today? Just great. How are you? I'm great. We're having a beautiful semi-summer day here, 80-something. Of course, it's fire season. That's never good. It's bone dry, and it's fire season in Sonoma right now. There are winds blowing hard, and people are not people, but their stuff's on fire, so that's bad. In any case, we are going to talk about social media today, specifically Facebook. So we're going to talk about it and how it relates to us. So how we've been on it as, you know, I'm, I'm going to call myself middle-aged and you can also be called middle-aged if you want to. Fine. I don't, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm on with that. I don't, it beats wanna, being a geezer. You can be a geezer. You know, I don't want to judge you. <laughs> age shaming here age shaming or misrepresentation no matter how old you get you'll always be younger than i am it's true but yeah let's talk about facebook yeah so we just did a little preliminary research before we started recording so we could get some of the facts down and facebook was invented by mark zuckerberg and two of his three or something of his school friends at harvard in uh, March 2004, and by no February 2004, and by June 2004, it had spread to so many campuses and wherever they were getting it all spread to. And then they moved, they they took their office and people to Palo Alto, California. So they were ready in a very very short month to you know sorry a few months to make this incredible. Um, inroads into a business that it was insane right and this is like yes. way pre-ads remember that took them a long time to that's put the ads right. on that's right well you know that's they lost money non-stop and they didn't need to make money when you get funded like that right. they lost money for years they weren't profitable yeah and then they went you know various things happened they started putting ads oh and we read one of the things on their timeline was that they made of a mobile app for iPhone. Yes. And then people were really addicted. So we're going to touch on some of these things, um, how it relates to us as uh, human beings and what had impact that's had on our, our lives. I know, you know, Facebook is so ubiquitous and it's really, I have to admit it. It's like, I'm pretty ingrained. You know, I check my email every day. Then I go and I check my Facebook page. Sometimes I check it before I do email, before I even see text messages. And I kind of rely on it for a lot of things. Like number one, I wouldn't say I get all my news from Facebook by any means, but I get a lot of news from it. And it's not necessarily that I'm following like a newspaper's Facebook page. I just see what my friends have posted. And then that leads me to go read an article. But it's like my friends are curating the news for me because I'm like lazy or something. So that's one way I use Facebook. See what's happening and see right away like what is trending because all of a sudden you'll notice everybody's posting about the same thing. And then you're like, oh, I have to go find out about this because I was totally missing this. Right. Like um, David Cassidy died, which he did. <laughs> it was a while ago. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. I have a big crush in him. So, you know. The Partridge family? Yeah. That okay. guy. Yeah. So then dozens of people were sharing a picture or a thought of it, but I'll always see that on Facebook first before I knew it. Now it happens. Yeah. In the news. Yeah. I mean, they'll always see like something, especially a cultural re uh, reference. Yeah. It's kind of weird because on one hand, 
with Facebook, I'm, I definitely have fear of missing out. You know, like if I don't go to on Facebook for a few days, I'm afraid I'll miss something. But conversely, Facebook does keep me informed, you know, weirdly. When I do go to Facebook, then I, I'm, I'm totally up to date pretty quickly. Right. And we might be up to date with somebody's sharing that we want to hear. So someone shares an, an article of news and then we can follow up on that. Or if it's a significant event, like a friend that we have who had a grandchild or right. it's their birthday or they retired or they bought a new car. I mean, whatever. Like, and then you're, we're knowing about these things about these people. And I, here's my, my deal with that. If someone I know well enough became a grandmother, I really hope she would call me. That you would know, not just on Facebook. Correct. So yeah. if I'm, if I'm seeing these events on Facebook, that's nice that they're sharing that and that's what's um, floating their boat. And I might do the same thing. If I had a grandchild, I, you know, maybe I'd put a picture of the baby on she Facebook would. because that's going to be, you know, hundreds of people are going to see that. And if I called people, it would be a lot less than hundreds of us. Okay. See this, this kind of reminds me of why I got on Facebook in the first place. It was really to share photos because you and I were together in India, January of 2009, and you were already on Facebook, and a bunch of other people in our group were on Facebook, and you guys were all posting cool pictures of India and riding motorbikes and cows, and I was like, this is a bummer. I have to wait till I get home to show pictures to people. Um, I had digital pictures, but and I was emailing them and texting them, but I couldn't show them to a lot of people simultaneously. And I felt like, ah, this is the number one use for Facebook to show pictures of your vacation, even while your vacation's going on. That is true. And then you know what happens? So here, and then flash forward 10 years to mm -hmm. what we thought. There are so many thousands of pictures of me online. So like, is that a good thing that right. not, it is so public? So I used to think, and you could do your privacy settings to oh, only my friends could see this. Only right. my friends and friends could see this. No, that is not true. Anyone can see it. If they want to get in and hack something, they are there. Like if, if it's, if it's seeable, someone yes. will. Yes. Well, that is true. Yeah. So I don't really think that ended up being such a good thing when I used to really, um, I definitely was an over poster. Mm -hmm. confessions oversharing of a Facebook user who was oversharing and I was in China for a year and a half so I used to share a lot of pictures when I was out and about and I think it would have been better if I consolidated them so I was like okay today I have four pictures but put them together and not like post right. post all day long so anyway that's a little bit of um self-awareness that I gained by being a bit of an oversharer well, you know, I used to go on a vacation and then I would create a photo album on Facebook and I would just like upload all my pictures, which was insane because there were hundreds. Right. And all of them. Nobody. Yeah. No I, one wants to see hundreds no. of pictures. And so now I do maybe like what you said, four or five, six. But, you know, I remember thinking at the time, this is a more efficient way to share your vacation pictures because if you had to like sit down with each of your friends over dinner and go over your vacation with them and show them the pictures like on your iPhone or something, it would take forever to show all your pictures to all of your friends. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. You know, you, unless you happen to have dinner with your friend the next day after your vacation, you know, after a certain amount of time has lapsed, you're not going to show vacation pictures. No. Right. No. Two months later, you have dinner with somebody. Oh, I wish your trip to so and so. It's great. You're not going to whip out your phone and go back through the pictures by then. It's like nope. old news. No, nope, it's old news. So people who are staying in touch with you and have a little time can look through a bunch of pictures of your holiday and enjoy them. Right. Or even a few. Like I remember when you were in on your trip two weeks ago, and I don't remember if you put them on Facebook or you just sent me some. But they were very nice. It's like there are three pictures of Charlotte. Hey, nice trip. Yes. 
That's right. Well, see, now this, I think that Facebook is great if you want to keep track of lots of people. And, you know, you were talking about if someone had a baby, a grandchild, you would, uh, you know, you would hope that your friend would call you and let you know, and not just on Facebook. But there are so many people who you can be friends with on Facebook who are not necessarily your closest friends. You know, it's like they are people that you're happy to know if they became a grandparent, but you might not see them in person until many months had passed and then you would run into them and then you can say hey I saw on Facebook you know you became a grandparent that's great so you know I think Facebook is good to for keeping in touch with lots and lots of people but it's kind of like it's shallow it's shallow not deep so you can have like 500 quote Facebook friends. How many of them are truly friends? You know, not that many. Charlotte, I have 1,500. That's because you're a Nia teacher and you have to promote. Yeah, and and, and yoga people mm-hmm. and dance people. No, but I'm just saying like, and there's no way that these people see my posts. There are many, many who don't. Right. Because people can hide or whatever. So I'm going to I'm going to interact with a similar group of people all the time. uh, Right. uh, That that's like my post or I like your post. And then they all they come up. But anyway, the temp, the the possibility is that all sorts of people are looking like random people who don't respond to my posts. I see them somewhere and they say, bloody blah, I saw you did that. Oh my god, you stalker! And he's like, oh, I'm more of a lurker. A lurker. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know it's true. You can keep track of what people are up to. I remember totally startling one of my nieces. My niece accepted my request to be friends on Facebook, and then I'm sure she forgot all about it. So at one point. She was in a summer program and she became very close to this young man and he was he's from Japan and they had kind of a little thing, I guess. And she posted about their last day together and how she gave him a scarf and he took it back to Japan with him. And it was really cute. But the next time I saw her, which was maybe four or five months later, I made some reference to that. And, you know, she kind of blushed and she's like, how did you know that? I was like, it was on Facebook, right? So um, I think sometimes people forget what they put on there. or and, and I wasn't really stalking her, but I think she had forgotten that I was one of her friends, right? She just didn't think about it when she was posting that I was seeing it. Yeah. And that can happen really easily. You know, after a while you lose track. I mean... I don't know how many friends I have. I think I have like 500 friends now. True story. 10 years ago, I went to um, San Antonio, Texas for a NIA weekend. Like I, some, you know, one of the studios was hosting Debbie Rosas and I flew down there with Troy. And then I posted that I was in San Antonio and one of Bob's cousins goes, Hey, Danielle, I'm here. Are you going to call me? Uh-huh. Because I forgot she lived there. Yeah, of course. Elisa. And I had to say to her, I'm sorry. I don't have any more time because I'm leaving early today. And I said, I'm really sorry. I would have, I should have made some time to see you. Yeah. But so then you can't even, you're like not flying under the wire. No, under the radar. That's so true. Not if you're posting your location all the time. Yeah. Then people know where you are, man. You know what? But something happened like that that worked out really well. One time I, I noticed that one of my um, my former college boyfriend was in town. I think he was giving a speech. I forget. He was somewhere for some business purpose. And so I said, oh, if you're in town and you have a moment, let's get together. I think he was over in Berkeley, which is near me. And, you know, we ended up getting together, having a coffee, having a really nice visit, and he was able to fit me into his schedule. But, you know, I would not have known that he was even in town if it weren't for Facebook. So that was a really good, that's a good thing. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. 
Also, people can network kind of nicely because there's a you can put out and say, I, I, yeah, like I'm trying to give away a washer and a dryer. Oh, yeah. I've and gotten I, rid of a lot of things. Yeah. Online. And you could, there's also all those free things, but they weren't working as quickly. And uh-huh. I put, I'm getting rid of a washer, dryer. And Stephanie from Nia is like, my neighbor needs them or heard someone. She yes. them and they were gone in and six gone. hours. Yeah. So that's yes. an example. It can just be useful. Well, I think it's nice to share things like that with friends. You know, like when we were getting ready to do our landscape project the year before last, I was getting rid of pots and outdoor stuff, outdoor to furniture, decor, even actual plants. And I put it on Facebook. People came. People sent their gardeners over here to dig out plants. And by the time it was all done, every single thing I wanted to get rid of had gone to somebody I knew. And my husband was shocked. He was like, I thought we were just going to throw all that stuff out. And I said, no, I'll just put it on Facebook. So that was cool. Reuse. They, yeah. It, yeah. And it's so easy. To yeah, have do you seen that the, the no, no throws things out groups? There no, I'm, I'm not saying that right. Don't waste anything. Don't something. So people are constantly putting out, they say free new, you know, brand, almost brand new babysit seat people run over and get it. Like you don't need to buy new stuff and make new things out of plastic. There's a lot of gently used things for free. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a really cool thing. Also, um, you know, with Facebook, you can reconnect with people who, you know, former old friends from college, all sorts of people. You could kind of reconnect in a way that's not as intrusive as phone calls, right? Or even tracking them down and trying to find their email address. True. That right. is, that's just, a, that's a nice thing. For example, I was trying to find a high school friend for a, um, a, a high school reunion Rondi Rook and Rondi Rook had just like gone missing. Nobody knew where she was. And I Googled her and I finally found her. Of course, like she has a married last name now. I found her mentioned in her father's obituary at last. Rondi Rook with her new last name, which I won't share her for her, <laughs> for her <laughs> privacy. But then when I, found her that I was able to find her on Facebook. And then all I did was request to be a friend and then boom. Then she came to the reunion. I found out she lived right here in California. Yeah, it's super handy. Um, I was doing a, we lived in, Bob and I and my kids lived in Argentina in 1999 to 2001. And I wasn't doing a good job of staying in touch of that group of people by email. Right. And lo and behold, Facebook comes along and some people turned up and they were adding me as a friend. And that was really nice because then I could see what they looked like now and what their kids looked like now and what they were doing. And then one particular woman, I really enjoyed her name was Claudia. She just a beautiful person. And when my cousin's son from Germany was going to South America, they wondered, he and his mother wondered if there was someone I could put them in touch with to, um, to look out for him. He was 18 years old. Great. And I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, my friend Claudia is, you know, in Buenos Aires, but then she owns a hotel in the mountains. And oh, I'm sure really? if you went there, she'd be very kind to you. So now they're friends. Yes. Arno and my yeah. friend Claudia have made friends. And he was so appreciative that I connected. Right. And I said, you know, I, I would have been too embarrassed to like send her an email out of being out of touch for so long, but, but I kind of like was in quasi touch on Facebook and it was completely appropriate. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I have become friends with friends of friends via Facebook, right? Where um, there's somebody I met maybe at a party at my friend's house. And so afterwards we connected on Facebook and then we just like stayed friends on Facebook. And we don't even see each other, but we're still friendly. So we're friendly. You know, we're not like best friends, but we have a connection that we wouldn't have had otherwise. 
that we kind of created on Facebook. So that's, you know, that's another kind of a cool thing. Oh, here's one that really gets me. One time I met a woman when I was traveling and we became Facebook friends. And then, you know how you can see that somebody, it will show you if you have friends in common, right? So then it turned out she was friends with somebody else I knew here in the Bay Area. And I thought, now that's really weird. And so when I emailed her, I said, how do you guys know each other? She said, oh, we both went to high school together. So it's like, it's really funny when you discover that people that you know have these connections because yeah. you can see that they're friends of friends. That's and you the didn't nine. know it. I got to yeah. tell you this one, same story, but different. I went to, um, our friends always have a Kentucky Derby party mm-hmm. first Saturday in May, and they held it at a restaurant out in the Sunset District, and you even bet. It's really great. You go to this party, wear a crazy hat, mm-hmm. and they, you can even bet on the horses. Yeah. Yeah. So before I got there, some man who's friends with them had wanted to add me on Facebook and I was like, what do you know? So then I saw that right. he was friends with them. So I kind of didn't say yes. But then when I got to the party, he said, Oh, I am Steve or whatever. And I, you know, I know Gail and Tom also da da da. So then I accepted his friendship. Uh-huh. He ended up being the most toxic fucked up guy. He what he is their friend or he'll turn up at their music events. Right. He like freaked my friends out he would comment on my friends posts like so you had i don't know how i could do that and he i finally unfriended him and i really hope i don't see him like if he comes there's a halloween party coming up so then i mentioned that to another friend about this and he goes and the friend said oh yeah all the women think that about him like he is kind of a predator yeah and he wants to talk about something that happened to him. And he says, oh, when women talk about the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. he's like, well, men have problems, too. We're like, that's nice. But we have way more. Like, yes, I'm sorry. And I would like to address your trauma. But ours is like to the multitude of a zillion times more. <laughs> right. So and that's all that. That's what he was. His point was anyway, under in front of this fucking guy. And if I see him this week, then I'm like heading the other way. I am heading the other way. You know, that's really interesting. I never thought about that. You could get some really creepy person. Be yeah. Annoying, creepy people can also try to be. So it seems like your experience has not really been like that. Like you've had in your in your Facebook land experience, you've had mostly positive interactions. Well, there have been a few things. Okay. Number one, this is really sad, but I found out. As during the lead up to the election of 2016, apparently I was posting so much anti-Trump stuff that my sister, who's a Trump supporter, she unfriended me. My my own sister unfriended me on Facebook. And um, I don't think <laughs> I already that, knew that and I had to laugh again. She's refriended me. You know, also... During the Affordable Health Care Act discussion and leading up to the legislation, there are so many people I was friends with that I had to unfriend because they were just saying all this crazy, hateful stuff about the Affordable Care, um, sorry, Affordable <laughs> Care Act. So, yeah, I think with politics the way they are now, that's probably the thing that gets me most excited and annoyed. Like, I find, okay, here's where Facebook is bad. When I find myself arguing with strangers on other people's Facebook pages about politics. Bad idea. Yeah. Okay. And this happens a lot with like, I have a a high school friend who still lives in Memphis. He is very liberal, but a lot of his friends are not. And so he'll post something in the news and they will all pile on him and just attack him. So then I just feel like, Hey, how you can't be mean to people on their own Facebook page, right? That's rude. So I'll start fighting with them. And then before I know it, we've got this long, long conversation going on. And I really have to like, finally just step out of it. 
because I realize it's being ridiculous to be fighting with someone. I literally don't even know the guy. Don't do it. It's like this. It's the, it's a, um, it's a black hole. You just get in there and you keep arguing. Yeah. It's just so it's bad. It's like any other, if you open up, um, an art, a New York Times article about a certain subject, and it says, "Oh, 71 comments." So you kind of want to look at them to see what people are saying, and they're already arguing. They're yes, already, that's true. Blah 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 blah, and you're an asshole. And it goes, yeah. So it's called trolling, and don't do it. Okay, I'll find out to do trolling on my friends' patience. No, it just makes you stressed out. Correct. Now, there's another thing that I don't like about Facebook. And this is really my fault, but sometimes I'll miss something important that somebody has posted. I, typically, it seems like somebody I know, their parent died. And again, they're not my best friends because if they're my best friends, I would know. But there's somebody that I still care about. And so when I find out later that I totally missed it because of the way I read Facebook is that I go in and out. I dip in and then days pass. Then I dip in again and I don't. I just let the news feed go by and I make no effort to say, go check on my friends' pages to see how my people are doing. So I get this weird combination of things, you know, weird political memes, cat videos, something about someone's parent has died. I mean, it's just like this cauldron of information. Yeah, and a lot of it's artificial, except that I think the cat memes are worth it. So I've always yeah. said, I'm staying on social media for the calendars. I can also Google them and get them out of Tumblr feeds and other things um, and not, you know, like, but anyway, I actually am the, <laughs> I am the leader. Yes. The organizer of pe people who love their cats too much. Facebook page. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. It's a group. Yeah. It's a group. And, uh, Invitation only. Well. No, no. They, anyone can request. Anyone can request to be. Yeah. Sometimes people request and it turns out that they're not cat lovers. They just want to put an ad for their sunglasses on. So they are immediately banned. Forget them. Immediately banned. But uh, but yeah, otherwise everyone else on there is uh, pretty cool. It's true. Really, what would be the point of Facebook without all the cat videos and cat pictures? What's the point of the Internet without any it's cat true. videos and cat memes, Miss Charlotte? You just have to have those like funny little things and then the cat saying... Blah, blah, Karen. <laughs> I like one. You're not my real mom. That's the best one. <laughs> All right. So um, we need to take a little break. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. So Danielle, tell me, do you use anything else besides Facebook? I sure do. I use Instagram, which is a company that was purchased by Facebook at least five years ago. So oh, that's, I guess that's true. Yeah. What I used to like about Instagram more than I like now is that it was actually a platform to share art. People would take a picture and then upload it and you could have all these cool filters and you can make the picture look different. And then it became just obnoxious social media where people say, I did this today. Here's my new sweater. Yes. My dog. And I just shared a picture of, you know, the skeletons down the street from me playing Twister, you know, like, you know, whatever right. it is uh, you're in the mood for or something that you saw. And then people started making social media tiles. So an Instagram is a square. And you write the information of what you're promoting and right there and then say link in bio. In fact, I just did that, Charla, because that's where I put Whoa. our website. Sorry, sorry, that's where I put our podcast. And I'll okay. say link in bio and I put the latest link in the thing. So, yes, I use it. All the kids use it. They make these actually mm -hmm. videos. They also both in Facebook and Instagram, you can make a video of yourself of what you're doing all day and it's like add video to this thing and people can watch and you can have a conversation. I used to see people posting, they would just put the camera on them while they were driving. Yes. 
and then just be driving and talking about where they were going, you know, so what, and I'm like, really, are we this self-important? Well, um, you need to like have this, uh, yeah. So it's frightening. That's interesting. So that is like a whole nother level of a facey. I mean, sorry, not a facey, a selfie, but a selfie video. It goes on and on and on. Wow. Yeah. And I have, you know, I'm a person who markets my Nia classes, my Nia retreats, um, our podcast. Uh, now I just started my um, ketamine queen website and I'm marketing that. So I get the, the, the underlying purpose of these things and how in more or less how to do it. So that's fine. And people are making a living and doing their thing and selling their stuff. So that's life. But um, I would, for me, I, it's nice when it's light and I see, or if I connect by using hashtags, or if, right. I, if I put, you know, hashtag bees of Instagram, and then I just get tons of bee um, posts. Right. And that's like a pleasant thing for me. I like since you're a beekeeper. Bees, since I'm a mm-hmm. beekeeper, or I can put in Nia, or yes. I can put in something that I'm interested in and get a lot of posts. Yeah, I've used Instagram a few times um, because some of the mosaic artists that I follow have Instagram pages, and that's where they promote their art and they put up their mosaics. So that is a cool thing. You th- is you think that's where all the 20 and 30 somethings have gone that they've left Facebook. They have for the most part, but Once I their will, parents got on. I don't know if that's the reason that they left Facebook because the parents got on, but I, we are going to find out because we are going to have a millennial show. Yes. That's and, one of our questions and for that. Talk to my 20 something daughters and possibly a 20 something friend and get all sorts of questions answered. Oh, we have so many. And listeners, if you have any questions for the next generation, let us know by email at STFU podcast at gmail.com. That's right. You can just email us. Um, you know what? I remember there was this hilarious article someone wrote. It was called Help My Moms on Facebook. And it was around the time when everybody's moms were indeed getting on Facebook. And then they were like befriending kids' friends. And it was kind of a mess because kids couldn't keep any of this stuff private anymore. Your girls were on Facebook. Is that a really funny story? Yes. Okay. Especially if it's the one I'm thinking of. Lila. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Lila. Uh, Lila. Went on, a winter, <laughs> went on a, a winter ski trip with her school. No, not with her school. It was by a private company um, on a bus. And they got picked up at their high school at six in the morning for the during the Christmas week. And they were driving to, I'm going to make this up like. Somewhere. Park City, uh, Idaho, no. Utah. Where were they going? A different state, so I don't recall which. And for some reason, the kid kid get out at a truck stop, and someone goes to the bathroom, and somebody's smoking pot, and a state trooper is there, tells all the kids to go back on the bus, get every single thing that they have illegal drug and lay it out on the table because otherwise they're going to search for it. And then all of them are screwed and they're never going to go on their holiday. So these kids go in their bags and they're like taking out all their pot and cocaine and alcohol and et cetera, et cetera. So then they get back in the bus and continue on their trip. Right. Friend Alex, who heard about this happening, put it on Facebook and it was on the news. So I found out that my kid was on a bus by her posting on Facebook. So you're absolutely right. They're like, help my mom's on Facebook. And I had to call Bobby Golila. We've gotten a huge manager on the driving to somewhere, Colorado. And they couldn't go. It was hilarious. You know, this reminds me of this happens. Like criminals will do crimes and then they post pictures of themselves on Facebook. I don't know with the item that they stole. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Surprise! The cops find them. Those are the ones that need to like leave the gene pool. 
uh, yes, yeah. they need to uh, find a different job because they're really bad criminals. But there was also a book about people dying, and then it was like a good thing they died because they were so stupid we needed to get them out of the gene pool. But oh, yeah. it was it's called the Darwin Awards. The Darwin Awards, like yes. someone who. Oh, like someone who soaks a rag in gasoline and then flushes it down the toilet and the entire house blows up. Excuse. And they're like, you're dead because, yeah. Because dead. <laughs> Often appear on Facebook as videos. Yeah. Okay, here's another thing. So in my uh, travels in the last decade and all the people I knew in dance, spiritual yoga world, um, I enjoyed different things like women's empowerment and then become friends with these people because we're all networking. And one of them teaches S&M restraint classes. So she puts up her flyer for what she's doing. And, you know, you go with your partner and you tie the ship, you know, you tie each other up and do whatever. And yeah. that's, she gives a class like that's kind of unique, right? Yeah. Is that like tying knots? I mean, it's like maybe she's a former Girl Scout. <laughs> she learned all those knots. She probably got the knot badge. Really? I bet she can learn those skills somewhere. Or a mariner. Is she a sailor? Maybe some of them are sailing. So, no, okay. I don't. But I like your, that's. But she sounds like she's thinking that the equipment itself has all the things you need. Have you not seen 50 Shades of Grey? The dumbest movie and the dumbest book in the history okay. of the world. Number one, I refuse to read the book because I heard the premise. And then I said to someone, so she's not getting paid for this? And it was like, no. And I'm like, well, then I'm not going to read that book. That's stupid. Why would anybody do this if she wasn't going to get paid for it? The entire thing was entirely stupid. And I heard it was really badly written. Horrendous. Did but, I read all three of them? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay, fine. Okay, but I'm going back to the back to the topic at hand. And why was that a topic? Because that's the best thing you see. Yes, yes, yes. And the kind of people that you can meet. Right, right. Or see what they're doing. And that needs to make me smile. So that wasn't even a bad thing. Yeah. Then we get into our seasons and all the people who are healthy start their cayenne pepper cleanse. So they're like, okay, I went to Whole Foods and I got my apple cider vinegar and my cayenne pepper and then they start in this thing and then they post how they're doing each day also not necessary tmi tmi tmi, TMI. Um, another thing that happens on facebook is horrendous grammar oh, so that so we true. know are not you know people aren't that bright and do not know how to say you you are your all of those um, well no one proofreads their own posts probably even those of us who should know better, who do know better, sometimes we're in a rush. And it's a kind of a communication. It's so casual and quick. You oh, know, well, you are giving people the benefit of the day. I know, and I'm, I'm a sailing. I'm, you're a sailing. I am not a sailing. I'm giving everybody, a, you know, a get out of jail free. All right. We're going to. Yeah, We're, even though I used to teach freshman writing. You're very nice. And I'm a copy editor. I've got right. books about copy editing. Like, don't talk, don't, don't get me started about the Oxford comma. Okay. Or we could have an entire grammar oh, shit. topic. Can we yeah. do a grammar topic? You bet. You know, Nancy Marmalejo, remember her? Yeah. She loves the, t the Oxford comma. We can just get into it. My friend Barb, Barbara Strack, she just had an article published in Time magazine about the refugee situation. It's an opinion piece. She wrote it. She used to work in the Trump administration and other administrations on the refugee issue. Anyway, she said that they don't like the Oxford comma. <laughs> At Time Magazine? Yes. They obviously took it out of her. Well, we are, we are yes. calling them up and asking them why. Now, how do we get on this topic? Just the way we get on all of our yeah, topics. I, you probably have something else. I'll, t I'll tell you this, and then maybe you have something else you want to um, say. I cannot stand people who call their husbands hubby. So they post, like, my hubby got me oh, roses, and right. my hubby made dinner tonight, and my hubby got uh, his dirty shoes on the rug. Shut up. Don't say that. You know, that is bad. But see, I, I hate... The, my better half, that's even worse. Especially when men introduce themselves and then they're like, oh, my better my better half, here's my better half. 
I always feel like, dude, you're not even a half. You barely like constitute a half and you have a, that one not a half. She has a seven eighths and you're like a one eighth. Wow. Any rate. Okay. Other things, annoying things that people do on Facebook. Okay. Pictures of food. I feel like there are too many and it should be a special thing. Only when the food is really special, not like every single time you go out for dinner. How about when you're visiting a province in Western China and the food is so indescribably bad, you might take a picture. So that's my exception is indescribably bad. Oh, that must've been really bad. Yeah. 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 I can picture it. Um, (laughs) Okay. Now while we're on the bad part of the dark side of Facebook, you know, I've read more than once that the more time you spend on Facebook, the more depressed you are because you think that your life sucks and everybody else is having a better time than you are. I've also heard that. And I think it's especially true for, you know, kids, teenagers, that the more time that they spend, the more depressed they are. Yeah. And it gives everyone anxiety. Yeah. It gives you this false sense of everybody else's life is great. Except that sometimes people do go on and they'll go on at length about how shitty things are. And that's actually pretty refreshing. But most of the time... Even if things are shitty, they're like superficial, like, oh, I'm stuck in traffic or I have to stand in line for three hours to get my passport renewed or something like that. I'm at the DMV. Please. Yeah. Please don't tell me you're at the DMV. That's not interesting. But sometimes people do share things that are really sad and upsetting. Yeah. And divorces. Uh, oh, yeah. No, some people, some people are having a hard time and they look to Facebook for companionship and any like type of interaction. I'm in a group called um, group beyond blue, which is for depressives. And Oh my God, people mm-hmm. get on there and post like they're having a really difficult time in there looking for someone to say it's going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Groups are fantastic. Sort of like, you know, groups where somebody's asked to be joining and then, there's a topic. People have something in common. Yeah, I follow groups on writing. I've got mosaic yeah. groups. Yeah, and support groups. Yeah, support groups. And we're in this the writing group with Marilyn um, Bosquin, who was our guest uh, last year. Right. Season, and she's delightful. And it's very helpful. She keeps everybody on track. Like Monday, we're doing this and mm-hmm. ask for responses. And yeah. when someone shares a few words of what they're doing, I look at it and give encouragement. It's very nice. It is. She calls it the writing out loud sisterhood and you have to join, but it's totally worth it. And that is something that really would be difficult to organize without Facebook. I've taken many online classes and there's always a Facebook group that's created to go with the class and then people stay in touch. I've done workshops where afterwards we had a Facebook group. So, you know, that kind of thing where like the ladies I went to Venice with last fall when we all, when we went to see mosaics in Venice, only six of us on the trip plus the teacher, but we have a Facebook group and we still post and stay in touch and put pictures up of mosaics. So yeah, those things you are know, nice. Those things are really, really nice, and they wouldn't be possible without Facebook. But I don't know. Do you think Facebook is too powerful? It should be broken up, like they're talking about doing. Somehow it's a monopoly. Blah blah. I'm not even sure what it would mean to break up Facebook. Like, what does that mean? But then okay. they have to sell Twitter and sell Instagram and sell. I, I don't know. I, that's a, I don't really even understand it to be frank. But I don't know how you break it up. I mean, I think it's, they've been very irresponsible around running those political ads that clearly were, yeah, you know, fake news and Russian bots and all that kind of stuff. That part is really scary. Yeah. They did a bad job. Mm-hmm. Well, we just, before we were recording, we saw that Mark Zuckerberg was in the news cause he might have lied while he was being in a congressional hearing. Oh, um, but we didn't quite, I didn't quite get the gist of all of that. That's so. We haven't read all about it yet on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, we have to go research this on Facebook. We do. Um, and then I guess I'll just give a little nod to Twitter. 
I have had a Twitter account since around the time that I've had a Facebook account and I barely use it, but I will get on just to get any, to get even more fast, uh, real time news. Yes. If like who won the basketball game, you can look on Twitter. Yes. Um, what, you know, what did the president say today? You can look on Twitter. It's those types of things. And the new will come very quickly. Um, and some of them are really funny. Yes. Some of them are quite funny. And then people share the Twitter post that's funny on Facebook. And then they're all mixed up. Well, it, it is true that things like Twitter and Facebook, they do give a voice to everybody. I mean, you don't necessarily like all the voices that get broadcast and amplified. But it is kind of a cool thing that just the average person can say things on Twitter or Facebook and they can go viral. And those things are just as funny, if not more so than like the official comedian. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's, it's very democratic in a way that it gives voice to anybody. And it's also cool that basically for free, as long as you have a computer and internet access, you could be connected to everybody on the planet. You, you don't have to have a amazing. You don't have to have a computer. You can do it on your phone. Okay. Oh, I want to bring up something that you and I forgot all about. There was a revolution that began on Facebook. The Tunisian Spring Uprising began on. That's true. On, I think it was Facebook, and then another one was it was organized on Twitter. So that was a really useful thing. Now, if I'd gone the other way around, where we said where a bad regime had come up with their whatever, then well, we would have been bumming out. But yes, I mean, unfortunately, Facebook is a great place for like all of these crazy survivalists and people like that find each other. They would find each other without Facebook, though. They find each other on websites that have nothing to do with Facebook. You know, these weird like white. Um, what do we call it? white supremacy supremacy and misogynistic stuff. Yeah. They had, they had websites well before Facebook. So really, I don't know. I feel like the only other thing that I have to say that's really negative about Facebook is the way it distracts me. It's a terrible distraction from anything else I'm doing. And I also can waste in an ordinate amount of time on it. So sometimes I just feel really disgusted. Like I just spent an hour on Facebook and what did I really do? Did I maybe learn something? Maybe got updated on a friend. It's not like the most efficient way to do any of the things you can do <laughs> on Facebook. Like if you really want to get educated about the news, just read the Washington post, forget Facebook. Or if you want to get updated on someone, go to their Facebook page, and see what they're up to, or maybe just call them. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes the mix of things on Facebook just makes me crazy. It, yeah, it's all, it's, it's annoying. and everything. Yeah, it's anything and everything. And it's, you're like, I'm trying to pass a few minutes, but I didn't need to know this. And there's all this, like, changing situation for me. Like, if I'm at a, a waiting in a, for a doctor or yeah. something, and I look at my phone, Yes. Okay. I took Facebook off my phone a long time ago, mm -hmm. but I can still pull it up on Safari. So uh -huh. that's ridiculous. So much for that. Yeah. And I, but I'll, but I'll stop going on. I won't in the, I won't go in the appointment and I will instead, I will read an article. I'll get my glasses out and I'll read an article. Or okay. Something. So it's Good just the, it's the wasting time or like, yeah, or, I'm, or I'm taking BART to San Francisco, so I'll look at my phone, which is what 90% of the people are on the train are doing. Like, you can't, it's almost like, right, we, there's nobody can has anything to do with that. The whole, hold your, your phone in your yep. hand, neck, you know, face mm -hmm. folded down. So, yeah. But then I, sometimes I feel like screens just get a bad name. You know, like people are always like, oh, put your screen down and talk to people. But what if someone were holding a book? or the New Yorker, then it would be like, oh, that's great. Like, you know, people are always telling kids, put those screens down, put your phone away. Maybe they're reading something of interest. Oh, yeah. They know, you can, you can yeah. scrolling, like there might be, exactly, they could be reading their they own be, book. That's right, they could be reading a book. 
It just happens to be on a digital screen. Um, Yeah. And they have their headphones in. They're listening to podcasts, which is a good thing. Yes. Especially if they're listening to shut the fuck up. We're not done talking yet. Well, I guess we're almost done talking today. Do you have anything else that you need to say about Facebook or social media? It's hard Um, to believe it's been, gosh, it's 2019. It got started in 2004. Yeah, 15 years, but I've been on it for 11. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it seems so, it's just so big a part of our life now. And I don't really think there are a lot of things you couldn't do without it. I mean, how could you publicize your book? I know. How could you have a small business? I know, seriously. You know, there's so many things that it's just, it's probably more important to have a Facebook page than to have a website, honestly. I mean, I almost feel like websites are getting to be obsolete. People would just go find the Facebook page for a business. Yeah, and you can they, you can monetize it now. So you can also have buttons to pay there. If you're selling a product, you can have buttons to pay oh, on the actual on the, page. right. Yes. Yeah. So then you're right. Maybe it will make websites um, obsolete. Yeah. And it's just so, you know, generally it's so much easier to refresh, refresh your little Facebook page, add a picture, all those things. Now, but the website, an actual website is a, a different animal. It's a very, you know, like if it's properly designed, it's this well-designed thing and has pages, which isn't as opposed to a Facebook page that you look at and that has a masthead and then you, and scroll. then you scroll, scroll, scroll. That is true. It's not as it's attractive. Flat. Yeah, it it's flat. It doesn't as have attractive. a hierarchy the way websites do. So true. All right, people. Well, I think that we're done talking. Shockingly. Yes. Of course, as soon as we hang up, Oh, can I just tell you, you know, our last episode about our mothers and funny stories I was really sad because I forgot to tell you two mother two other stories. Can I tell them? She sure, of course. All right. This is another one from my mom as a kid. When she was a kid in the Christmas pageant, she had to go up on stage at church and sing Away in a Manger. And at the end, she was so thrilled with having done it that she announced, I want to do that again. And so she started to sing again. <laughs> drag her off the the stage okay so that was my mom as a little kid then this is something that happened really recently after we renovated our landscape project our garden my mother was here visiting and she said I'll buy you a garden sculpture as long as it's not a Buddha (laughs) now I already have a Buddha and I think she's a bit offended by my Buddha so, yeah, I was like, she would get me something else, but it can't be a Buddha. Yeah. Oh, MG. I know. Isn't that my good one? I'm so happy I was able to remember that and share that with you. It's a bit sad because the Buddha would not be offended by her Christianity. That is true. The Buddha would be like, oh, are you Christian? No problem. Yes. I mean, I do. I know practicing American Buddhists who are also Catholics and, you know, there's not really a conflict between them. There's no conflict. They would be happy to enjoy, enjoy a conversation. Yeah. Or well, anything for that matter. any rate, you know, that's the way it is. All right. Girlfriend, we were born to do this. We were born to do this. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to our podcast We hope that you enjoyed this episode. You can get more information about it on facebook.com backslash Sharla Danielle podcast.